Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday. I started to say September. It's October. It has been October me, for a little while. It has been. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, over weeks. halfway through. It's fine. That's right. It is Friday, October 18th, which is also the Feast of St. Luke. We're going to talk about that today from a couple of different perspectives, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Uh, we get to talk to uh, a New Testament professor about this. Uh, excited. We get to go to Concordia University, Wisconsin. We love Concordia University, <laughs> Wisconsin. Thank you so much for supporting the Coffee Hour at Concordia University, Wisconsin. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. So joining us by phone, the Reverend Dr. Daniel Pavla, Department Chair of Theology at Concordia University, Wisconsin, our New Testament expert today, joining us by phone. Dr. Pavla, thanks so much for being our guest. Oh, it's great. I love being on the show, and thank you for calling. You know, before we get into St. Luke, I guess I should ask a a little bit about the Department of Theology at Concordia (laughs) University. I don't think we've really talked about the Department of Theology there that you're the chair of. Uh, Obviously, students get to study theology in the department (laughs) there, but what what, what kind of students come into the theology department? I I assume students who are in other programs, but also maybe students wanting to pursue something in the field of theology as well. Well, it's it's really wonderful. We have 12 full-time uh, faculty on the theology department, so it's a good-sized department. Wow. And uh, we get what you just described. We have the classic pre-seminary students, and we send a whole lot of students to uh, both of our seminaries. Uh, we have directors of church ministry. It used to be formerly called lay ministry. Now it's directors of church ministry students. They're wonderful. It's a growing program. We also get to interact with uh, so many, uh, well, all of our Lutheran school teachers, uh, students, and they come and of course they take our theology classes with us. And uh, so there are those folks who are really focused on church work. Big part of our teaching is with them, of course. But then we also get to do three theology classes with every student who comes to Concordia. And it's one of the beautiful things about Concordia. You come, of course, you want to be a nurse. You want to be in business. You want some other profession. But you're also going to take at least three theology classes. Um, two of them are very uh, set, you know, a survey of the Bible, of course, and then also a survey of Christian faith. And the third one is an elective. And, again, with 12 full-time faculty We've got a lot of electives. We've got a lot of variety in the uh, experiences that our uh, fellows have. So it's uh, it's great to be a part of the, the uh, department, and uh, I've been just really uh, fortunate to be here all these years. And today we get to dig into uh, your area of expertise, New Testament, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been the fortunate guy who gets to do the New Testament survey class uh, every year and uh, uh, every semester, multiple times. It's It's wonderful. Well, today we are observing the Feast of St. Luke. Who was St. Luke? Well, yeah, that's a great question in terms of what we know and what we wish we knew. (laughs) Uh, What we know, Luke introduces himself in a very subtle way. Acts chapter 16, we began what we call the we passages, where Luke is now a part of the story. You know, he's gone from third person describing the journeys of Paul, and then he simply says from Troas on, we. And number one, I think that that says, well, he's obviously a traveling companion with Paul of like mind and uh, vigor, able to do this long journey, because he essentially stays with Paul through to the end of Acts, which is many years and many miles and many adventures. Uh, So we have a kindred spirit to Paul, 
but we don't know uh, the background of Luke. We know he's a Gentile. We know he's a physician. We don't know his conversion. Was it Paul himself? who uh, spoke a convincing word that made Luke a believer in Jesus, or was that beforehand in some way? So many theories. We we won't cloud the uh, waters by uh, supposing where he's from. Uh, But from Acts on, we have him. Of course, he introduced himself just briefly in Luke chapter 1, where he begins the gospel. He notes that many have undertaken to write an account of that which has happened, obviously the story of Jesus. And then he addresses Theophilus, who most everyone agrees is a Roman nobleman, who is the one to whom the book is dedicated, and who will probably bear the publishing costs, which would have been considerable uh, at that time. So, again, a connection with a almost certainly fellow Gentile, who then is also a current believer and is going to do much to spread the news. So there's our man Luke, uh, a man of modesty, uh, skill, endurance. Uh, 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 again, a, a kindred spirit to St. Paul, but so much of his life is left unknown to us. Mm-hmm. What sets Luke apart uh, from the other followers of Christ? Well, I, I, the first one, it's got to be his vocabulary. Um, you'll get various accounts on this one, and uh, but in general, we have hundreds and hundreds of words in the course Greek that Luke himself only uses, and he only uses once. It's amazing. Now, if you're a beginning Greek reader of the New Testament, you don't like Luke, because you've got to learn hundreds of words that you're only going to use once. It gets a little disheartening, you know. Oh. And then, by the way, then you go back to read Luke, you'll keep saying to yourself, I should remember this. Yeah, but there's hundreds, essentially 600 plus uh, words that Luke only uses, and he only uses once. So it's like when you had a teacher in school who had the word of the day. Did you have a word of the day mm-hmm. teacher? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have her for over two years. Make it three, and she never repeats herself. That's Luke. Now, on the other hand, think about this, and I love asking this question to my students. You're telling the story of God putting on human flesh. Should you use extraordinary vocabulary-stretching words to match that story? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. they say, Dr. Pablo, that, that kind of makes sense. And I say, why? Well, it's like a out-of-this-world story that God would put on human flesh, come and live among us, and do these incredible things, dying and rising again. That's not a story you hear every day. So in that way, Luke is a wonderful writer, and his story stands out because of that, that vocabulary. And by the way, the vocabulary is spread evenly through all the chapters of both Luke and Acts. So there's that aspect of Luke. It's not that he can't be read. It's just that he's a, he's a deep reading uh, in terms of the New Testament. So vocabulary would be a good start for him. Was Luke a physician? By all accounts, that's where we have him, as, as the beloved physician. And um, I think we've, we've varied in our thoughts of how much medical language is there in Luke and the consensus now that you'll find in oh, study, Lutheran Study Bible Notes, which I'm all for, and uh, other resources, that he would use a, um, an intelligent man's vocabulary, but not one that was restricted only to doctors or those in the healing profession. So, um, for instance, I, I've got Luke chapter 10 open, where the Good Samaritan parable 
is. And when the Samaritan comes, he went, he bound up his wounds and poured on oil and wine. Um, that would have been a, a practice, yes, known to a physician, but not unknown by a lay reader of some experience. And so the vocabulary that's unique to a medical profession, that's not uh, been pushed in the last, though, many decades. Mm-hmm. How did the Lord use Luke's vocation of physician? You know, I think it's that warmth and welcome. Uh, everyone will acknowledge that Luke is the gospel of welcome, especially for those unlikely uh, ones who are brought into the story and not only are you know, objects of mercy, but are examples of faith and service that we wouldn't have expected. And doesn't that match a, a physician who, a good physician, treats everyone hmm. and treats everyone the same? with the same level of care. And in the Gospel of Luke, we have, we have shepherds being the first to hear the news of he's come, and shepherds who get to run down the, the hills and find the baby. Only Luke tells us that wonderful story, that the lowly shepherds get to do this. Um, I'll give you another one. Only Luke gives us, at the end of the story, that the repentant thief makes that appeal, remember me when you come into your kingdom, And to the repentant thief, only in Luke does Jesus say, today you'll be with me in paradise. So here's a man who's both an object of mercy, but he's also an example of courageous faith on a very dark day. And uh, only in Luke do you have that, I I think, inclusivity that might speak to his experiences as a doctor. Also, Luke is clearly the gospel of women. Uh, Think of the marvelous women who either are only in Luke— like Elizabeth, the wife of Zechariah, mother of, of course, John the Baptist. Her story is told only in Luke. Or we have wonderful women who, yes, we know, but we really know the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, because of Luke. And, oh, how about those wonderful sisters, Mary and Martha? Martha, Martha, troubled about so many things, and Mary having chosen the better part. So, Um, Because of those, I think, again, Luke's experience of treating both men and women equally, it's also the story of so many wonderful women. There's much we can learn from the text uh, penned by uh, St. Luke. Anything that you think we can learn from the person of St. Luke? Well, I I think his humility first. Uh, I'll go back to when in chapter 16 of Acts, he puts himself into the story. Oh, man. I wouldn't be that modest. I would come in with trumpets blazing or at least let the world know I'm here with something more than a change of pronoun. But then that's just be me, me being me. Uh, you know, what a, what a remarkable man that he takes this lowly place in the writing and, and highlights others. Even Theophilus, the man to whom he writes, has a greater name-dropping recognition than our, our friend Luke does. Um, also, Luke has a, has a spirit of joy that without question, we can learn from it. Only Luke has the four hymns that come in chapters one and two. And you've got to imagine that Luke is completely a kindred spirit with Paul, who Acts chapter 16, midnight in the Philippian jail, what's he doing? Singing hymns at midnight. And, and so I, I think that humility, that joy, that inclusion of all people, yeah, we can learn a lot from being Luke. Uh, even this, to aspire that 
if Paul needed a traveling companion in the 21st century, boy, who wouldn't want to have him say, hey, you come with me. Sounds good to me. Mercy, compassion. Well, uh, Dr. Pavla, any specific ways that uh, that New Testament professors observe the Feast of St. Luke today? <laughs> <laughs> well, what we should do is re- reorder our syllabus so that we spend <laughs> that day. I have a whole day on St. Luke, but oh, I'm afraid that has come and gone because, gosh, he comes so early in the book and we started <laughs> in August. So uh, we should do better, but we'll, we'll do our best. Maybe I'll ask the, the young men who are studying the Greek for the first time to uh, look up some of those uh, challenging Luke-only <laughs> words and then, and, then, and then reassure them that it's okay if you have to go back and look them up two or three or four. Don't ask me how many times I needed to do it to, to remember them. It happens. Observing the Feast of St. Luke, the Reverend Dr. Daniel Pavlo, Department Chair of Theology, Concordia University, Wisconsin. Thank you so much, Dr. Pavlo, for being our guest Thank today. You. Thank you. It's been a joy. Stick around for more Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.